Hey guys, you're listening to the South CAC Syndicate Podcast. My name's Brad Price from Creekwood Landscapes. And if you want to find out how perfection is the enemy of profit, stay tuned for a little bit more. Coming up, Brad Price. Hey, this is Liz, and you're listening to the South CAC Syndicate Podcast. Oh, thank you, Liz. Thank you, Liz. Jared Ketterman here. Kyle Voss. Man, what a day. That's been a heck of a morning, too. <laughs> like, it's just so much is going on in the world. Yeah, Nikki Haley announced that she's running for president. I did see that. You got DeSantis, you got Trump, and nobody from the Democratic side. We don't talk politics, but I found it interesting. You know, in February, uh, Nikki announced, and it's just like our former governor. Can I make a prediction? Yeah. My prediction is whoever ends up being the Republican candidate, she will be the vice president candidate with that person. Yeah, that's a good prediction. And she will also be our next president. Now, I will tell you this. So, y'all hold on to this podcast. That's that's your just, prediction? That's my I will prediction. tell you a good play. Now, whether it happens or not, I don't know. But Trump, DeSantis, Santis, Trump, whatever, that would actually be a good party ticket because DeSantis is more of the operations guy. Mm. Trump's more of the, you know, idea guy. So, I talked to some guys in Washington, and they were like, DeSantis is worse than Trump. As far as what, though? The, the whole suck the air out of the room kind oh, of guy. Well, yeah, yeah here's, the, here's the whole thing. These days, it's 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 all about how you can draw a crowd and who you can get, you know, kind of rowing on the same boat that you're yeah. on. And listen, but I I'm think, not saying that Nikki Haley won't be great. I, 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 I actually think Nikki Haley will be great. I think she would be a great vice president and then kind of ramp yeah. up into that. Heather's rooting for her for sure. She really likes Nikki Haley. Yeah, Tupac said back in the day, we're not ready for a black president. And that was in 96. You know, he, yeah. li- he, he was rabid. We're not ready for a black president. I, I don't know that we're ready. I, I really don't think we care at this point. Yeah, I don't think there's a ready. I think, I think in 97, we could have elected a black, you know, black president if the right person was well, there. Here's what, like here's it, what I, I don't hope. think color had I anything hope. to do with it. Here's what I hope. In the next four years... To twelve years, I hope that policy becomes more important than You're personality. Right. You're this, right. this could be a whole episode. But right. right now, we're with oh, yeah. Brad so, Price. He was a guest earlier on in the season, and he is with Creekwood Landscaping. Welcome back, Brad. Thanks. Thanks for having me. We're going to talk a little bit about. This is going to be a short podcast, but we want to talk a little bit about performance-based pay in the workplace and why it's important. And if you're not doing it. Uh, you might want to think about it. Now, when I say performance-based pay, I'm not talking about, but I kind of am. It's very confusing. Of um, If you're a car salesman, you get a, a, a small draw, and then they pay you for the one unit you sold. Okay, that's a little different than what I'm talking about today, right? Yeah, it's on the same level, I guess, as it's still performance-based in a way. Most, yeah. most sales, no. If, if, if you're in sales and you're not performance-based pays, then you should be. All so sales let's talk about be. Let's talk about from a production standpoint. Let's say yep. your your job is to, to produce 17 widgets. If you produce those 17 widgets, you get to keep your job. Right. If you produce 28 widgets, you get to keep your job, and we're going to pay you a little more. Yeah. That's right. That's right. And if you okay. do 47... Like once you cross a certain tier, maybe you even get a little more. Bump and then where, above I think that. where we're going right. now is if you do that two or three or six months or a year in a row, then all of a sudden we're going. Wait a minute. Yeah. Maybe we should invest in you a little more. That's exactly right. So I come from a background in corporate where I was taught performance-based pay and why it worked. 
And so I'll give you a little example. If our human nature, we want to be validated. I mean, I don't care what you do. Yeah, you're right. You want to be validated. Yeah. Performance-based pay, in my opinion, my humble opinion, means validation because you work and you get paid your worth, right? And you can get paid your worth. And <laughs> Kyle just pulled a cork out of a little bullet bottle there. Um, you get paid your worth, but... I figure we're going to be here for a while. When we, when we talk my, about... My uh, prediction is this will be longer than 30 minutes, but let's, not at let's, all. let's go in. When we get when we talk about worth, it's not just about a uh, domination. It's not it's not about a physical dollar. It's yeah. about being valued, and if that's giving equity in your company or raising your pay rate uh, for performance based metrics. So, depending on the industry you, you were in, in our industry, we had uh, I mean we had a slew of metrics. And so we'd put performance on each of these metrics, what was valuable to our company. And our company was in the service industry where at the end of the day, the customer had to be the happiest. Yeah. Okay. So when you take an hourly employee that's just going to run the rigmarole to do his job and he's making 19 $26 an hour, whatever. He, he's, he's just making, ready to get off. He's like, yeah, I'm just going nine to five. But yeah. when I enter performance metrics... Now, his customer service is a metric. So when he gets scored on his customer service, that's a metric. And at the end of the day, these metrics have to end in a certain value. If all his values in at the end of the month, I'm going to bonus him out because not only is he making the company more money. He's good customer service. He is finding value in himself. Yeah. When we entered in performance-based pay, here's the number one thing we saw. What do you think it would be? Number one thing we saw when we took an, an hourly guy or a paid-by-the-job guy um, to performance metrics. Well, I, I would say you immediately find out success or failure of an individual. Like, they, they, there are some yeah, people who right. understand don't and get care. it, and there are some people who just mm -hmm. don't. They're still going to be an ass to the customer. They're, they're not going to be like, I don't care nothing about hit that stupid metric. I'll just make my pay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, yeah. and you're right. Um, you are 100% right with, with both of those answers. We found less turnover. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because once you That's get good. the core group, less turnover equals 100% profit. Yeah. Because in our industry, it cost us, I don't remember the number, uh, 20 grand to onboard an employee. Do you know why that is? Because it was a lot of training. Because uh, there's, there's a cost of education. Of <laughs> Throwback to the you last episode. on the last podcast. If, if that's the first here. time you've ever heard that, go back and listen to the other podcast. Yeah, listen to episode 27 with Brad Price. That's a great one. Um, but less turnover is to the to your to any company's bottom line one hundred percent profit. Yeah. Yep. I, I like the point that you that you kind of made just now that when when you say performance based pay, it's not just about performance of sales. It's about oh, performance right. of of customer you know, service. Customer service. Yep. There's time more. On, how much time was I in the customer's yeah. home? Because no. Look, if you ever had a dishwasher break and you, you have to make that dreadful phone call to appliance guy and you're just standing, for one, it's awkward conversation. It's a stranger in your personal residence. It's a lot of things. Yeah. Dogs are barking. It's so here's what, we do, here's what I tell all of my guys. <clears throat> I also tell all of my customers this. We, we initiate a sale. We decide what we're going to do. And here's what I tell them. I said, look, you know, I'm, I'm, I have another job. Sure. I do two different things. So this is my part of the job. So you're not going to see me here every day. Jacob's my guy. You're going to see Jacob. Yeah. Now here's the deal. 
If you come out here and you ask Jacob if he can do something, he is going to do it. Period. That's right. If you care about what that costs, you better call me ahead of time. Because yeah. I tell all of my guys, I tell all of my guys, every one of them, it doesn't matter. If the client walks out, and it doesn't matter if you're cutting grass, if you're doing a full landscape yeah. install, if Do you're clearing trees, having. it doesn't matter. Building a boulder wall and they don't like the way it looks. If they ask you to do something, the answer is yes, sir, yes, ma'am, and you do You better it. call Brad. Now, if you care about what that costs to get that done, you better call me ahead of time. <laughs> hey, I but just told it them so good. So it instills two things. One, with a client, my guys are going to do whatever you ask them to do. And with my guys, at the end of the day, the clients, the clients' wishes are the most important thing. Yeah, I mean, that's the most there, important there are some thing. clients that don't even call you because they don't give a shit what it costs. They may they're not. like, no, I want it this way. Yeah, yeah, and that's you yeah. know that's fine, that's fine. And listen, I'm not taking advantage of people, <laughs> but at the end of the day, a change order costs money, yeah. and and no, whether right. whether or not you care about that, you need to decide that. That's if right. you walk out and ask, you know, employee number 12, yeah. whatever, to do it this way, I have trained him to do that. If yeah. it takes him more time, if it takes more equipment, it's if it takes hours, more, right. more, more process, then it's going to cost more to do that. Right. So if you don't care, just ask them. I'm telling you, as long as they're in your job site, when you ask them, they're going to do whatever you whatever so, you ask. So give us an example of performance-based pay, like in your industry, maybe in your, your industry, Brad. Um, so in my corporate industry, we were a customer service industry. Yep. And so our performance metrics were lined out for that industry and whatever industry you're in if you're listening it's not not if because you're listening <laughs> whatever, if you're listening what industry you're in you have to decide what performance metrics you want to put in place don't put in a performance metric of be on job be on the job by eight o'clock that's a standard well i mean yeah you're right, right. so i guess i, I, I guess what i'm trying to get out of you is like an example of what a good because there's crappy performance-based sure. metrics. Sure, sure, sure. So in our industry, but, but I still want to encourage, don't set performance-based metrics on stuff that is automatically required in yeah, society. to keep a job, like you said earlier. Show up to work with a valid driver's license and pass a drug test. I'm yeah, not going to... Filling, filling the, up the truck at the end of the day and making sure the transfer tanks and the equipment's clean. Like, there's no that, way, I'm, pay, there's yeah, no way I'm paying you extra to show up drug-free yeah. with a valid driver's license. Well, it's like That's what he said. If it. you make 17 fidget spinners, then you still have a job. Yeah. Oh, but then now if you do 20... Yeah, so then- an example for us in the day, and I just brought it up, was customer service is so important to us. So at the end of every time a technician would leave a home, then we would do an automated survey. And there were five questions, because I know... How many times do we say, would you stay on the line for a survey? No. <laughs> Yeah, but some people click yes, and the and that is exactly what AT and T, whatever, whoever I'm on hold with on the phone, that's exactly what they're doing. They're performance based paying the guys or girls on the job based on my information from a customer. So number one was, were you satisfactory with our technician? Now there's a lot of metrics in a, in one question, right? So we'd scale it, and we had I can't tell you how many meetings we had about this. Okay, do we? Do we put the number? Now, you got to remember, this is in um, early 2000s to 2014. So, you know, keypads were still valid, <laughs> right? So we were thinking, you know, we'll do the, we'll do the, for the customer 
uh, service part of it. Were you happy with your technician? Zero to, to 10. Well, automatically we found a problem with that because we hit one for 10, they'd be one. That's right. <laughs> that's the problem we found. Yeah. Like it was, no either, it was not, either I'm one not, or 10. I'm right? not making this up. Yeah, yeah. it was so either one or 10. No double digits in your telephone yeah, it's be zero survey. Nine. That's exactly right. And then, but our scoring was based not on zero through nine, it was based on zero through three, four through seven, seven yeah. through 10. And technically, zero through nine is 10 digits. Yeah, I mean, so, you're right. Yeah, yeah. That's right. But don't put the number 10. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so here's what we did once we automated the system and we were getting all this data. I'm, a, I'm an analytics guy, right? I love data. I love the micro. I don't want to live in the macro. I want the micro. I want to really sort through data. So the zero to three guys, they weren't in trouble. What we found was whoever the, trained this person, we yeah. could track them to that state that class now we have a training problem and it allows yeah. us more information to make our company better so without performance-based pays and customer surveys and this that and the other and whatever metrics you put on don't just pay based on great metrics use those metrics as learning opportunities yep. so when i was in the corporate world i heard a great quote that goes right along with what you're saying and they it literally when they said it it hit me like a ton of bricks because i was like man i never thought of it like that we had this third-party company come in, was talking to us about whatever, and they basically were like, if you if a company has to fire somebody, um, it's their fault. It's the company's fault? Company's fault, no matter what. And I was like, yeah, but what if they're like just a shitty employee? It's the company's fault because they didn't- hired hold on, well, they yeah, I was, hired I was getting yes. ready to say, one of the biggest mistakes, biggest well, that, mistakes and one of the hardest things to overcome is a bad hire. Yeah, so Slow it's two, to it's hire, two things. Fast to fire. Yep. It's two things. You either- didn't hire well, or you didn't train well. Either way, it's the company's fault if you have to fire somebody. Uh, you know, and I've been in corporate. Like it, it's a different animal from being an entrepreneur, right? I'll never be Fortune 500, don't want to be, right? But you're right. And one of the things we used to say was be slow to hire, fast to fire. And even if we're fast to fire, it's still our fault. Yeah. And then some of it's not, because some of it can be, I yeah, get what you're dude. saying. You get hoodooed. No, it's not just hoodooed. They just make poor life decisions off the clock. Okay, so it has nothing to do. We're not firing them based on their metrics. Yeah, but listen, they just got a hold DUI on, hold on. Right? I know plenty of guys that make poor life decisions off the clock and we're very successful yeah, business people. It, yeah, it doesn't matter what happened on Friday and yeah. Saturday or, or even. I'm sitting even, in front of two of them. I don't, know, I don't know anybody <laughs> like that. <laughs> I mean... Mimosas at 10 should be a standard yeah. policy in your company. I'm just kidding. No, if you, you'll know your company, right? So we did, um, and again, corporate is a different animal than what we do today. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. So, so it's so different. Like I, don't, I have yeah. almost no point of reference. Like the biggest corporate world I ever worked in was Edwards Auto Sales, and I worked in sure. the parts department back there. That's not and corporate, it, just by the way. Yeah, well, but that's what I'm saying. Yeah, like, well, that, was the, that was probably the biggest machine in my life. At it. You, you know, probably get a, a sense of what corporate world's like, other except for you don't necessarily have as much like um, – climbing the ladder, stepping on other people type of... Yeah, so you know. for, for me, it comes down to, it comes down to, like, names. And, you know, I walk onto a job site at the beginning of the process, a few times during the process, and I walk onto the job site at the end of the process. And I encourage all of my guys to speak to the client, tell the client your name. And when I walk on at the end of the project, 
not only do I know who who did what I asked them to do, but I know who did a good job. The client's telling the, you. The client knows their name, yeah, and the client can tell me how this individual did. Yeah. You know, I, I like this person. This person worked well. This person did did this. This person did did that. So yeah. let's get back to. I would love for you guys, and I'll and I'll maybe give my own a little opinion. I mean, you guys got more experience than I do on this, but like what would be a good proper performance-based pay schedule for somebody to use in their own business if they're not currently doing it? Uh, Or just maybe like uh, some ground, some ground rules or, or let me, let me draw a big line right here. All right. So I'm going to make a distinguishing line between performance-based pay and shared ownership. Okay. Is that good, fair? Good call. Yeah. It's still performance based. It, it it is still performance based. You're just up in the ante with equity instead but of money. You're right. That's when it. we talked about performance based pay, and I said 17 widgets versus 20 or 28 widgets, whatever the number was, I yeah. said. All right, that's performance based pay. When I start talking about earning equity in a business, right. that is a different animal. At that point, I'm trying to figure out whether an individual partner. Whether an individual that paycheck is more important yeah. to them or investing in something. I, guess, I disagree with your statement because well, I don't think you're trying to figure out. I think you've already identified the person because you're only going to pick. You're only going to give equity to someone. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that, that may be right. true. That may be true. I guess I'm, I'm trying to figure out whether they're on the same page. Now, as, yeah. if as you want to talk ESOP, that's a whole other conversation. I guess the, the thing I'm trying to distinguish is do you pay somebody – so. Performance-based pay would be, hey, I'm going to give you 25 cents for every widget. There's no number. I understand your question. Here's, here's You're saying 17 widgets is just to keep a job. Yep. So that's a different model of performance-based pay. So your question was, what what kind of time frame do you think you ought to measure performance on? That was your or, original or question. Or do you do like a base plus, base plus kind of deal? So do you the, do a... Those are two different questions. So one is the time frame of when you measure performance, and the other is how to set up performance. Yeah, uh, and I metrics. guess the setup part would be... The setup's one conversation, but I do want to go back to your first question on time. We, we could do, at the end of the year, tally up all your scores and load you up with a massive check. Like a bonus check. Okay, like a big one because we've waited 12 months and you've hit all 12 metrics. What we learned early on was... They get discouraged along the way. It's not even that. From the company side, from my seat, from my chair as CEO, I didn't want to wait a year to start reviewing metrics and having performance reviews. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to hand them a bonus check and say, this is what you did great. You did miss this metric. You still got your bonus. Let's kill it next quarter. Let's focus on this. And I go to the corporate trainer and say, here's what Jim is is great at and use him. You can actually, based on his scores, you can probably actually bring him in on training. But I don't want to wait 12 months to do that because yeah. I've already missed the boat. Not only that, if you need, if you need to get rid of somebody or That's right. you've waited way too long. And, and you said discouragement, and I guess it kind of is, Kyle, because – if 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 your boss isn't telling you what a great job or what not a bad job, yeah. but how you should improve on your let current me, job. Let me tell you something. The hardest day you work is the day after you get that bonus check. You get that bonus check from the last quarter, the next day you're hitting it hard. Unless you're like, unless you're a cop, because you're writing twenty tickets <laughs> that last day to get your bonus. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and you know, I'm just saying. You know one of, one of the other things is. Is it is it better to is it better to raise the ceiling 
or is it better to raise the floor? And I'm a raise the floor guy. So what I mean by that is your your organization, your band, you know, we've talked about music before. Yeah. What whatever it is, your your musicianship, your organization is only as good as your weakest link. Mm-hmm. The success of the business is actually benefited more by raising the floor You're 100% than, right. than, than by raising the ceiling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. No, that's right, because now once you've hired your base, that that's that's actually a lot that you just said. Once you hire your base, now you've got a pretty good foundation. To raise your floor, you're going to have to lose some of that and put better blocks underneath to go up. So now right. you've got a stronger foundation. Now you've raised the bar, and not every Joe Blow is going to knock on your door and put an application. 20, yeah. 20, I bet it's 20, I can go back and look. I'm going to guess it's 20 to 25, somewhere in that gap. 20 to 25 employees that have come through my company in the last five to eight years. Okay? Mm-hmm. Um, and what? How many employees do you have today? Just give me an uh, idea. I have eight. Okay. okay. I have eight, eight employees today, but I bet it's twenty twenty five that have come through that. Now those are guys who didn't make the floor line. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And what I'm trying to do is raise the floor by identifying those people inside the organization who, if you give them an option to take, like you were talking about, we're talking about performance based pay. If I gave you an option to take a bonus paycheck versus a percentage of the business who would take that yeah you'd be surprised and i'll tell you i'll tell you why i had this opportunity it literally fell in my lap um without disclosing right uh the company sold and the new owner came to me and he said you're doing a great job do you want 30 percent of this deal and i went nah man i don't even know you i'm probably out of here in six, right. i'm probably out of here in six months Ten years later, we sell the company. You know what I didn't get? Thirty percent. And I'm not mad at it. It was my choice. Yeah. And it's like. So did damn. you make that decision on whether or not you wanted to get in bed no. with that? Dude? You wanted no, the cash. I hate to. Use you wanted that the cash. Term. There was no option. I, I was an employee, and I wanted safety net. Okay. Looking back, if I had that conversation today, I said, I don't want 30%. I want that 30%. I'll buy in the next 30%. Yeah, I yeah. promise that you're not going to regret it. Yeah. And the reason he wanted you to get into that, though, is because he knows that you would build that business. Well, he sees value. Well, and, and, if, you, and if you came to me and said that, I'd right. have probably sold you that other 30%. There's, there's no question. It's like to go back. Jared to, actually did that exact thing on another deal after yeah. He realized that he fucked up on the first one. Yeah, there's no question. And uh, to your point, you don't know what you don't know. Yeah. I didn't know anything, for one. I didn't know anything about um, – I knew how to run a team. I knew how to manage employees. I didn't know anything about business, right? Today, yeah, it been, I, it, I don't it, want 30%. I want your seat at the table, <laughs> and I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you an offer for 30%. I'm going to buy what you're fixing to. Yeah. yeah. All right, so let's get back to – uh, well, hold on. You talked about raising the floor versus the roof. One of the, one of the points I wanted to make on that was when I was in the corporate world, they would basically set the bar somewhere, right, mm-hmm. for your performance metrics above mm-hmm. that. And then when you'd make it, guess what they would do? Raise the bar raise way the higher. Bar. To me, that is like the worst thing you could do because then you're 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 basically killing the morale. It's so deflating. Deflating. So deflating. It's like no. Let it, it, listen. At a certain point, I've made your money. Mm-hmm. Let me make my money. You heard, leave that bar there. You heard the analogy the the boss pulling up in a brand new Lamborghini yep. to the job site, and they're like, boss, that's a really nice car, man. That's one day. And the boss says, yeah, you keep working hard. You keep listening to me, and, and I'll have another one of these 
Uh, that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, because yeah. so that's, that's how that's, that's what how, killed me. That's how it works. But so I, if, in, and and I'm just maybe I'm weird, maybe I'm different, maybe there are more people like me than I realize. But I would rather have eight employees and brand new trucks yes. than for me to have eight new trucks. That's the point I'm trying to make. City employees. That's right. Yeah, that's, 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 yeah, I guess that's the guy. point is those that you're that are listening that that maybe you're in the situation where performance based pay may be on your radar or whatever. Let your employees be successful if they're good because they're only going to do better for you and the business. You're going to make more money. Versus well, you being greedy and like trying to take, you know, every little bit from them you can, they're, you're going to deflate them. They're going to leave. You're not going to have those employees. Let them be successful. Yeah. And, you know, let's let's just pick a number. Let's say $60 an hour. Let's say we're billing $60 an hour. I would rather have an employee who makes $60, makes $50 an hour and I make 10 than for you me have to, to stress over anything. Then, then for me to make that fifty and have to fight for whoever That's would right. be that dude That's that right. would be willing to do that for ten. Yeah, we're not greedy people, but we're we're smart enough to know that we don't want to show up at the job at seven o'clock. Like I'll take that ten dollars and let that employee do that job because I don't have to show up yeah. and make that ten dollars. You're speaking. Of. Well, it's just not what I'm good at. That's, so that's I'd rather right. I'd rather take ten. I'd rather take ten dollars right. and let me. Yeah. You know, we've talked about before how time is is more valuable than money to yeah, me. Yeah, that's right. So let me let me only do what only I can do. Mm-hmm. That's the other quote I should have said in the previous podcast. Let me do what I can only so do. So my my goal, my vision, my direction is I only want to do what only I can do. Mm-hmm. And I want to I want to empower people who can mm-hmm. do other things who can probably do it better than me. We've yeah. talked about music before. That's a, yeah. I would rather I can play a whole bunch of stuff a little bit, but I'd rather be in a band where I have the best guy on this position, the best guy on this instrument. And you're playing organ. And I'm doing <laughs> what only I can. How many yeah, organ right. players are yeah, there today? You're the only okay? one I know. So I'd rather sit back quietly and only do what only I can do and empower other people to mm-hmm. do what they're great at. And from a business standpoint, I, I think it's a good position to be in when you recognize talent in other people, yeah. you recognize value in other people, and instead of, instead of competing with your employees, which in my opinion is what a lot of employers do See, I hate they, that. they try to measure they try to measure their employees against what they can do and at the end of the day you know maybe i could find 10 people maybe i'm one <laughs> of 10 who could do that but i'm looking for the guy who can do it better than 10 or 12 of us yeah, yeah. so employees are employees for a reason and i'll tell you why they are risk limit like they don't want to take the risk that you want to take as an owner or, or don't or don't have the Ability to take that risk, they, and look, I love employees because they'll do what I don't want to do. Yeah, and so and people say like, Jerry, what do you what, what would you say to your own employees? I'd say the same thing. You're scared. You're scared to jump off that ledge and go out on your own because when you make that step, I'm no longer your safety net. There's a reason that we employ people, right? Because there are a certain number of people, and and this isn't a knock on on the race or the, or the society or anything. There are a certain number of people that are not willing to take that that step and take all the risk. Yeah, employees like to work their nine to five for thirty freaking years. That's what they want, and get a gold watch. That's what they want. That's what they want. Half a million dollars yeah. in four hundred one k, which fluctuates, or whatever their number is. I don't know, but they're not willing to be entrepreneurs. That's what they want. We would not be okay as a society without employees. Right. Like we wouldn't. This is why the border wars are so important. Because who's going to do the work? And I'm not worried about today in 2023. 
but I'm looking at the the kids behind us, two generations or a generation. They're not workers. No, they're going to get outworked in the field. And it, and I, and get- I worry about where we're headed. So if you do have the chance to influence your employees, value add should be your number one target. Value add to your employee. Yeah. Don't take them for granted ever because we're in a society today that employees are harder to find. Yep. Well, they'll either, they'll either be a better they'll either be a better person because they work for you, right. or you have stolen time from them, That's which right. is the one thing they can't make more of. So let's let's hang on. Let's take a quick break, and I want to talk about what you guys think about tiered performance based. Got it. Stuff. When we come back. We'll be right back. Let's face it, shopping for insurance can be time-consuming. When it comes to your auto and home insurance needs, make things simple and trust your Allstate experts. They will help you get the coverage that fits your needs while helping you bundle your auto and home. Bundling saves money, sure, but it also saves you time. So, you can enjoy the things that matter most even more. Contact Clemson Allstate agent Shane Smith at 864-654-1047 today for a free personalized insurance proposal. Allstate, are you in good hands? Hey, I'm Brad Price for Creekwood Landscaping. I have an opportunity to be with South CAC. Syndicates. Syndicates. Podcast. Podcast. Welcome back, Brad. Mr. Jerry Ketterman. Kyle Voss. Kyle Voss. Guys, I just met yesterday, but I really, <laughs> really connected yesterday with being I guess we didn't we didn't talk about that in the ago. beginning. Yeah, we've, we've all known each other for a long time. We've been friends for 30 plus. Yeah. So let's talk about... Tier-based. Tier-based, which I, I'm a big believer in. And let me give you an example of what I'm talking about. And I won't get specific because I want to hear you guys' ideas on this. But like, you know, there's a, say, zero to 10 mm-hmm. that just basically allows you to keep your job. That's right. Like, that's what we expect of you is zero to 10. Mm-hmm. Okay? Yep. 10 to 20, we're going to give you a little bump. Mm-hmm. Okay? And that the little bump is going to make them some money and the company some money. That's right. Right? And then let's say... 20 to 30, we're going to let you, the employee, make the majority of the money. Yeah, that's right. right? Because so what happens in my you're personal- talking about, You're talking about good to great. Yes, because what what the way I see good, that- Good, better, best. Yes, because yeah. the way I see that is that, that if you have a good employee that, mm-hmm. that, that thrives in that kind of environment, mm-hmm. zero to 20 is they're going to knock it out of the park because they want to get to where the majority is going to go to them. That's right. So they're going to do what's expected- they're going to make the company some money, mm-hmm. and then they're going to make they're going to be gold to make themselves some money. So we had three tiers in our company, and it was exactly what what you're describing. It's good, good. You did you did good, you did better than good, and this is we're paying you. You were capping you out because you are the best. You are the top three percent. Get a lion's share company. of what you make, and we're talking three hundred employees. Yeah. Right? So and we and so it's tough because performance metrics didn't apply to the whole company. So when our technicians were clearing six digits, but our office girls were still making 38000 a year, there wasn't a performance-based metric I could put in place for filing paperwork. Right. Did you file it better than but, the other one? But it's part know, of the job. Like, those guys can't do their job without this. No, and, he, and, here's, and here's, here was the combat of that, because you're absolutely right. Without the technicians in the field, there would be no f- papers to file. The men and women who filed the paperwork were in a heated building or a cooled building, seven, you know, seven days a week, 365. Yeah. The technicians in the Midwest were in negative 14 to 102 
right. at 365. So you have, to, you have to find that variable where it works in your own organization. And let me tell you this from experience. Every organization is going to performance metric differently. You have to find out first what's important, what's most important to your mission statement of your company. That should be your metric number one. Right. Profitability Agreed. should be the rest. And if your mission statement was written well, and, and, and not everybody has a mission statement, but in your head you do. If you own an LLC, you have a mission statement in your head. Brad, you got a mission statement for Creekwood Landscaping? Well, I don't know that not we... Not on the wall, yeah, but you've we, got one in your head. We, when we kind of talked about that a little bit. Like I, I believe that quality is your brand, mm-hmm. and I believe, believe that efficiency is your, it's profit. your profit. That's right. And if I had to, if I had to post it on the wall, I that's think your mission I think that would be our mission statement. So, based on that, your metrics would be quality number one. You can't make it if you can't perform at quality. No, period. that's right. That's right. So, if in in your industry of your your hustle of fabrication, I don't even call it a hustle. I call it a second job because you're killing it. If you had employees, what would, your number one performance based pay? Would probably be would probably be great content. Yeah, and that would be the back to the brand. That's right. Yeah, your your number I think one it's the most important great, thing. Great, yeah. great like content. I don't I don't yeah. care how how efficient you are. You can be the most efficient, and I'm in landscaping and grading. But you can be the most efficient company in the world. But the quality is not good. Yeah, you're only you only have a certain number of jobs. Yeah, and we've gone through a period where, let's be honest. Anybody who could sit and run some sticks could probably do a little bit of grading yeah, and sure. get by with, sure. with you, you know, just because, yeah. you know, everybody at home's been sitting there looking at their yard dying for somebody that's to right. do do something. But at the end of the day, if the the quality that's there becomes your brand, like the the reason the phone rings mm-hmm. is because of your quality. Let me that's ask right. you this: Do you feel like there's a balance there? Can I give you an example for you guys to kind of play on? Reword the question. I will. My example will reword it for you. Okay. So what I struggle with, because this is exactly what I struggle with, it's, it's your brand is your quality, your, what was it, your efficiency is your profit. Efficiency is profit. Okay. So for me, let's just go back to the YouTube deal. Sometimes if I focus too much on quality, I don't get out enough content, which is my, which is how I make money. The content side is my uh, revenue, right? Mm-hmm. So from I can, a, I get, from I can, a YouTube standpoint. Yes, from a YouTube right? standpoint. Yep. So, I, so when it comes to quality, which is the brand, <clears throat> the better the quality, the better the brand name, right? Yeah. If I make these super intricate, nice, well-rounded, great editing, all the stuff. Mm-hmm. So let's, the, the brand, hold on. I can, I can weld. Right, but hold on, hold but on. But nobody's going to... Nobody's gonna watch me weld on your YouTube channel. You know what I'm saying? They they would. This is this is the struggle I've run into though. I can focus on brand and quality and make these phenomenal videos that are like an hour long. It's like movie style videos, right? But then I put out less content. Mm-hmm. It's, so it's less efficient. Yes. Okay. Me, I'll answer your. Sure. I'll answer your question. So where I struggle is I try to find a happy medium where it's like I want to keep the brand good. I want the quality good, but I don't want it to get in the way. Yeah. Of the amount of content I put out. So let me answer your question okay. in one statement. All right. Perfection is the enemy of profit. The enemy of good, yeah. 
That's a that's a great uh, you're right. Perfection is the enemy of profit. When you try to make it perfect, you're already losing <clears throat> money while you're still trying to make your whatever yes. it is better because you've missed four or five opportunities. Yes. Well, let's talk about let's talk about quality and you know, I say that where quality is your brand. Mm-hmm. And and that's a true statement, but the determination of level of quality. We talked about floor and ceiling mm-hmm. a few minutes ago. Your client really should kind of determine the floor and ceiling of mm-hmm. quality. Like you But know, we're talking you know, we're talking you're inside your own house, inside your own company. So so I'm setting that you're you're raising your floor, right? Yeah. Not, so yeah. The, I don't want to really focus on the client trying to figure out where your floor and where their ceiling is, but I know that if you spend too much time on editing or if you spend too much time in the backyard to appease your bid to perfection, Every hour, you lose money in both cases. Perfection is the enemy of profit. Yeah, and I guess for me me in every business, I guess it goes back to your floor just has to be higher than the customer's floor. Always. Always. Right. Always. But any higher floor than what they expect is unnecessary, and that goes back to what I'm talking about. What Brad said, it's, it's a la carte. (laughs) <laughs> you, we can do whatever the customer wants. We can, we can yeah. do but it. unless you're worried about cost, call Brad. Yeah. Because See, he for can like, get for you like, there. For like me, the people that are watching YouTube, they only expect so much. They're not expecting a documentary. Right. They're only expecting a YouTube video. So as long as my floor is what they expect, it doesn't benefit me any to make to make that floor any higher. Mm-hmm. Right? Agreed. So, you know, you and knowing your, you know, knowing your viewers, knowing your your clientele, you know, if you have people who are watching your stuff because they're working on their stuff and they're looking for ideas and they're they're trying to figure out, okay, Kyle's really good at building cars. Well, I need to do a new front end on my car, so I'm going to watch how Kyle built this tubular front mm-hmm. end on his his car. At the end of the day, how good that weld is, and that, that's kind of what I was getting at a minute ago, like at the end of the day, nobody's gonna watch me weld, but it really doesn't matter if you welded that up or if I welded it up. They really wanted to see kind of how you reshape the, the process, fr- the front of that car to alleviate weight and to mm-hmm. build stability and be able to create a good product. I want to I want to say this as well: performance based pay will not fix your problems. It won't. If if you're not a good leader, then forget it. Like your employee, there's a difference between uh, performance-based pay and employee morale, because one is one thing and one's the other. If you combine the two, guys, you can set. Like, there is no ceiling. Yeah, yeah. Like if you if your employee morale and they trust you with their life, right? Then you put performance-based pay in there. Man, that's just that's just a bonus. Well, yeah. and, and you know, and it still screams profitability. And and when you when you start a company, you have a pretty small window when you can say these are the guys I started this company with. That's right. Okay, so the guys who you start a company with are mm-hmm. very very important because they're the only guys who will ever see, you know the the money run out in the chicken account and you put that money you know and they don't get scared well yeah and and they They know know they're going to be taken care of yeah that that 
that guy, mm-hmm. when we had no money, that guy made sure I still, I still that's got right. a paycheck. Yeah. So that's a little bit limited. And when y'all talk about the corporate world, that's kind of why I glaze over a little bit because, sure. you know, I'm, I'm looking at a very, very organic small business where, you know, I have a limited number of people who will have an opportunity to be a part of this. You know, one day will it be this huge thing where, sure. you know, Creekwood's a place where you guys roll up and buy pavers to build your own yeah. fire pit from. Yeah. I don't know. Right. But if that ever happens, then, you know, the the employees who you bought those pavers from are not the same people that I'm working with right now to kind of grind through no, but this. You're, but your eight employees that you have today, they trust you with your life, right? Yeah, yeah, because they know a, at the that, end of the day. That's employee morale. Yeah. You know okay, what's awesome? very important. You know what's awesome about this is it ties back into Craig's episode on 26. Cost is only an issue in the absence of value. I mean, well, and that, yeah. he says value. I I use the term quality, but it's the same. It it's is the same value thing. and quality is the same thing. Yeah, right. value value and quality, in in my opinion, can or can be interchangeable sure. as far as as far as terms are. Sure, and I think that. You know, creating that that opportunity for people to recognize the value or the quality that your company creates, and you figuring out, all right, if I've got eight or ten employees, are there two or are there six of those who mm-hmm. that's more important mm-hmm. than going home at four o'clock yeah. or four thirty or yeah. you know what whatever it is? That's right. So we talked about employee morale, which I find equally as important as performance based pay. Sure, but let me tell you where it can go sideways. Because you know from I personal thought, experience, I thought that in, like in a, we were in the Midwest, so our winters were just kind of they were just blistery, nasty. There's it's not like a South winter; it's constant. It doesn't go away. You don't get an eighty degree day. It's just winter. And so I thought. And by Mar- the way, I would not. I I struggle here because between, and I'm going to back it up to Thanksgiving, because the holiday season and how it works here. From Thanksgiving until March one, mm-hmm. it's it's hard to survive in my industry. The, any industry in the South, that's, and and that's right. it, where you're talking about, I just can't imagine want, what that's even like. So I could see the cabin fever setting in the office, and I've been with this company for many years, and I'm just like, you know what, I can do what I want because that's just my attitude, right? <laughs> Not you, still today, I do what I want. Shocker, shocker. <laughs> so I. I I went, I don't remember whose idea this was. I said, somebody go buy a margarita machine. <laughs> we're That's gonna, a great idea. We're going to do margarita Mondays, which I thought, in my opinion, my humble, very young opinion, that this would be great employee morale, morale booster, to yeah. make margaritas at 8 in the morning. Give you the summer vibe, day. get you out of this winter funk. Yeah, we, yeah. Did a, we did a Hawaiian day or whatever. Well, at some point, Probably about the fourth Monday we did Margarita Day. And this is what you have to be careful of because I live in the macro micro, and I don't think about the macro. I didn't think about what my technicians in the snow who didn't get to participate in Margarita Monday oh, would, think about it. would think about all of us in the office drinking Margs, having a Marg Day. Yeah. And uh, not only that, I later discovered it was illegal as shit to serve <laughs> alcohol. <laughs> 
to all your employees in the office and I get a phone call and I'm just like, yes, Margaret Monday, come over. And he's like, are you messed up? I'm like, well, it's 11. (laughs) 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 You didn't call me at eight. We're good at eight. Don't call me before lunch. You know? So, uh, uh, I got a, they got a pretty nasty slap on the wrist and, uh, from our attorney team, from a legal team standpoint, they just could not in any way, shape, or form think that Margarita Monday was a it good deal. Was uncondonable. Company, company morale was. However, however, my mindset was in the right place. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's right. I performance based pay, pay my technicians. I'm trying to find out what we can do for the office staff because there's no metrics for the office staff. So we're trying to trying to create the balance. And when you get to a certain number of employees. Your job really isn't fun anymore unless you just really figure it out. It, then it becomes a job. And I never wanted it to be a job for anybody that worked yeah. under us. We wanted you to have a good time. Now, there's hard labor on this other side, and those hard labor guys were making bank. I mean, bank. Well, that goes the back office, to, to the grass office is were just trying greener. to figure out on how to keep them happy. It, grass is always greener on the other side. So we're a landscape and grading company. So the landscape guys, you know, they, they pitch a fit because in the heat of the summertime, the grading guys are sitting in air-conditioned machines mm-hmm. doing their thing. Well, on the flip side of that, the grading guys are aggravated because the landscape guys get to go home at 2 o'clock. And they're done. Well, but, or in the winter, you know, they don't have much to do. Yeah, 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 yeah. Don't, don't have as much to do. But at the end of the day, from a year, when you look at the entire year, I need all eight of those guys to be right. 100% bought in. So you give where you can give, That's and right. you you ask them to give back where they can give back. You know when it comes when it comes sod season, those grading guys like they they don't want anything to do with laying sod. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to when it comes to winter time, and I've sent those guys, you know they're sitting at home while they're on a the machine. They're like, man, why can't I go home? Well, but it doesn't matter if it's raining or if it's cold or whatever. It's called balance. Yeah, Yeah. it's it's balance. And what you have to do is figure it out. And it comes for me. It comes down to value. Like I want, I want this employee to value this employee. Without that employee, this employee doesn't have a job, and vice versa. If they don't, if they don't work together, and they had to understand that they're under one umbrella. That should be based as a profit center with good morale. Yeah, and where you come down to profit sharing, like at the end of the deal, like the these guys make these guys are going to make money or profit not only for themselves but for the company Mm -hmm. doing this thing. These guys are doing the same thing, and because of how weather works or schedule works or whatever, there's an ebb and flow to that. And for me, where you talk about the success in that is when you begin to. When you begin to weed out who sees the value in this side versus this side, it's not just about whether or not I got a bonus. It's whether or not we as a company did well. Mm-hmm. And when when you start to put the right people in the right seat on the bus who really see that, you know, that my success is based mm-hmm. on this – you know, there's a my my book my bookkeeper my office manager. You know, she actually has nothing to do with grading or landscaping, but at the end of the day, every paycheck that you got, she made that That's happen. Exactly right. So yeah. I hope you see value in in you know her doing her thing, and if she's you know on vacation or or, or whatever, right. I hope you understand that she's earned the right to, so to do talk, that because say- she takes care of that. You said something about we got all the right people in the right seats of the bus. When we started merging companies into different um, geographical locations, we figured out we had all the right people on the bus. 
in the wrong seats? We didn't figure out that we had them in the wrong seats. So, I, like, our HR girl, uh, Lisa, at the time, she had no HR experience. She was working somewhere else and then became HR assistant. She later became our HR director. It was the best decision we ever made, right? So that's that's one example. She was in the wrong seat of the bus. When you give somebody an opportunity, like all you're saying is, or not all you're saying, a lot of us think that we've got 10 employees and they're just out there with a shovel in their hand. What we don't really do a lot of the times is take a look at, at our 10 to the core because I guarantee you I got one CEO, I got two entrepreneurs, and a media mogul, you know, but we're paying them to dig a ditch. Like I would yeah. encourage you to learn about your employees, not you, Brad, uh, just in general, learn about your employees and find out what they're passionate about because if they love you and they love the company and the standards that you've set forth for that company, they will only benefit you. They may not be in the right seat today, but learn about your employees because they've got hidden talents that will only gain profit. Well, yeah. this is the kind of a nugget that we've talked about on and off and off and on last podcast and today. At the end of the day, from a business management standpoint, it really doesn't matter what you did if you didn't capture that well and take the opportunity to market that to to put yourself out there to new new opportunities. That's right. That's right. Cool. This, this has been a good. good one. This is good. Brad, let everybody know where they can find you again. Creekwoodlandscapes.com. And as usual, you can always email us at southcacpod at gmail.com. And subscribe to us on our YouTube channel at uh, just search southcac. Syndicate. Syndicate. Podcast. But if you just search South CAC, you'll find us. You might find the apparel company, which you can find. You have a great YouTube apparel. channel? I, I don't know if we do or not. Okay. All right, guys. Thank you, Brad, for your time. Thank you, Kyle, for your time. Yeah. And we'll see you next time.